Hey, everybody. Welcome weekly to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese this weekend. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. And it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a bit of a scorcher as we round out. And of course, Father's Day weekend, also Juneteenth for those who celebrate. And, you know, just it's going to be kind of summery, if you will. It's hot. It's hot. It's okay, very it's hot. hot. Yeah, it's the kickoff of the summer. I mean, it, it's been going on, but now it really feels like we're in like the dog days, you know, oh, like it's yes. it's all happening. I know. And this is what I kind of feel like, um, y- like, but you kind of feel like you're finally here. Like, it's like, it's like, this is now true summer. Can't get away from it. It's not going to snow. <laughs> I know. And the panic starts to set in because as you look at the calendar, you go, oh, my gosh, I've got every weekend booked until the fair. I know. I know. I know. I hope you can schedule in some just lounge time and relaxation time and time to slow it down, because I I think we tend to get a little bit psycho about summer absorption. We do. I, I was I was saying it to a visiting chef actually this week. I was like, are you prepared actually for Minnesota's like need to summer hard like you, you, if you're gonna open this rooftop you got to be prepared so all right you guys we're gonna do what we do every time uh, we start the show again in the second hour it's the time for the top two in hour two give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. and now the weekly dish presents top two top two the top two pick your best two in hour two all right give me two winning winning all right so this is the time you guys that we talk about a couple things that we're super in love with elizabeth you go first Okay, the first thing that I want to share is a recipe that I posted this week on my blog, um, hometohomestead.com, and then I also shared it on Minnesota Live, which airs um, weekdays at 9 a.m. on 5 Eyewitness News. You know, little shameless plug there for KSTP. Um, But I love this recipe because the salad dressing is what makes it. And listen, I love a good vinaigrette, but like I think a creamy salad dressing on super fresh greens from the garden is really refreshing and delicious and for some reason it makes it feel like more of a meal to me because it's just heartier so I uh, posted my version of a killer cob salad and here's the (sighs) trick with the dressing Steph you're gonna love this because it's a really hearty meal you gotta look at the pictures I did Um, I'm totally looking right now So I pull a bunch of herbs from the garden, and then I also do roasted garlic. Now, this is something you're going to want to do early in the day if it's really hot because of the oven, or if you have like a toaster oven, it works really great in that too. Totally. Um, But sometimes I forget how good roasting garlic is. Yes. And it's so easy. You just slice off the top. So like I slice off like a quarter, half an inch. Yeah. Um, to expose the cloves of the entire bulb of garlic. Yep. I just set them in kind of like a small, shallow baking dish, drizzle with olive oil, and then and then I usually do a little salt and pepper too. And yep. then I um, cover the dish tightly with foil, pop it in the oven at 400 for about 30 minutes, and then it just turns into this like wonderful, sweet spread basically garlic butter so it's almost it's garlic like butter. garlic butter it totally is and you can absolutely just spread it on toast yeah but i blend it up with mayo sour cream buttermilk herbs fresh lemon juice and um blitz that up in the blender and then i like to add blue cheese to the dressing after so it's like this herbed roasted garlic blue cheese dressing yes and it is so good over just a delicious cob salad with tomatoes and bacon and hard-boiled eggs and avocado and it's like the best 
meal. So if you're looking for a good little salad dressing and things that utilize a lot from the garden, go get this recipe. Love this. And in fact, there's kind of been a, I mean, I don't know if you're on the TikToks and watching all the girls do all the garlic things, but there's like, everyone is obsessed with roasting garlic and then smashing it. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so you should... Like what they do is that they do the roasting and then they grab it and then they like squeeze it so that all the garlic comes out of the, like the, you know, the skins, all and, the papers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like this very visual thing. But nonetheless, regardless of whether or not you need to do that or not do that, this is like, I mean, roasted garlic is such one of those things that like way back from the 80s, we used to buy like people would buy like actual little terracotta looking garlic roasters. Remember this? Yes. Oh, my yes. God. So funny. And then it just went away and now it's back. So it should be back. It should it's be just back. really good. It, this is this salad dressing is sort of like a combo of like a green goddess plus a blue cheese plus a ranch. And I think all those things together are I, really great. Can I just level up one more thing that I think that if you did the same dressing, I would use this on a potato salad because. Yes. OK. I suggested that yeah. using it as a sub for a chicken salad, yep. too. Yeah. Or a pota- I didn't even think about the potato salad is a great idea. Yeah. It's also really good if you do like a lot of people like to make wraps to take out on the boat in yes. the summer. Like we always have a, an assembly line at the cabin yep. of um, making wraps that then we we wrap up and take out this would be amazing as a like wrap dressing just on like a turkey and you know lettuce wrap it'd be awesome yeah no i'm in i'm in a hundred percent and like i love yeah i was just thinking about potato salad i was thinking about you know and i don't ever have really a recipe i just kind of throw things together but i think this dressing is right on for that I like think that super chivey throw like a ton yeah. of chives on there too Oh, I mean, and it's the combo of the sour cream and the mayo and the buttermilk. Yes, it's like all three of them. You need make that. it so you don't want it too mayo-y. You don't want it too sour creamy. You want it. You want the combo. Right. Right. No, I'm in. I love it. Okay, you guys. My first one is going to actually be a, a, a rebirth, if you will. Little Tijuana is open again, which is if you ever went. Uh, you know, it was a dive bar that was, um, you know, on each street, basically. And it was a sort of a dive Mexican sort of place. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people remember going there. It's been around since 1962, but it closed. And it kind of was, you know, um, a bit, I'm going to just be honest, it was a bit grimy when it closed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it needed a little uh, good cleaning. Yeah. And so a bunch of new guys have, have you know, purchased the building and they're bringing it back. And uh, they're, you know, Bennett Johnson and Ben uh, Rents and Travis Service, who all kind of were at Petit Leon with Jorge Guzman. But now they've kind of moved on to go do this thing. And it's a lot of fun. And it's basically they've recast it. They've kept the name. So it's still Little Tijuana. It's still like a dark and tiny little, little painted it. So it's a little darker. Put up some new lights. And they've, instead of doing Mexican food, they're kind of doing like a global bar food. Which is kind of cool because instead of just having like nachos, I love that they did a fried cauliflower, but they did it sort of uh, Japanese style like taco yaki. So there's some bonita flakes and there's got some, you know, creamy, uh, you know, spicy mayo to it. So there's a lot of different things. They've got like a they have what's called a chopped cheese. Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea. Okay, chopped cheese, you guys. I feel like there's a moment happening with chopped cheese in the Twin Cities, but it's basically like a loose meat burger. But you like it's like you take burger meat and you like, but you cook it and stir it around with the cheese, like you sort of like on a skillet, so that it's like Ah. almost like a loose meat burger, but except it has the cheese in it, and then you put that on a roll. So it's 
It's so like the cheese kind of subs for like a sloppy joe sauce. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's okay. so delish, right? And so then they have that on a roll. They're doing steam stuff. They're just, it's interesting. So here's the deal. It is going to seriously be like that cute little hipster dive bar for the next generation. And I'm just here for it. So. I love it. Yeah. I love a dive bar. That's fabulous. Great. That sounds okay. really great. What's your second one? Okay. Um, I have one more recipe. I'm kind of in like the salad recipe jam here today. So yeah. this is something I had on Twin Cities Live this week. And we have a lot of great food on Twin Cities Live. This pasta salad that a woman named Megan Sheely made was so like unexpectedly amazing. And it's actually um, non-dairy, mm-hmm. which was nice. And then it was vegan. But you can, you know, you can add chicken or add whatever. There's no shame in that game. Um, but what she did was she blended up roasted corn like you could do your own roasted corn or you can buy corn that's already roasted in a you know that's frozen yep um and blended that with like garlic and nutritional yeast and um some onion and some broth and then made this delicious pasta sauce out of it and you can serve this pasta salad cold i just have to tell you the crew like housed this oh there was right nothing, i mean ever I, I took bites of it and i was like oh my gosh this is so delicious. I can't believe how good this is. And then everybody in the studio just crushed it. And everybody had the same reaction. Like, this is so unexpectedly amazing. And she also put sun-dried tomatoes and a ton of fresh basil on it. Oh, God. And um, it was wonderful. So I have the recipe posted for you. You guys can post it on the Facebook page. And it's just going to be one of those cold pasta salads that is unexpectedly amazing and you should add it to your arsenal. I love it. We're going to post it because, um, you know, I'm kind of tired of people doing the same. Like, why is everyone still putting black olives in their pasta salads? <laughs> and pepperoni. <laughs> I want to stop that. They Let's are. do something else. Yeah. So this looks good. Switch it up. Switch it up. Good. All right. I'm going to give you my second one at the end of the show, you guys, because we are going to take a, we need to take a quick break. Um, and so let's do that. I will definitely give you my last one at the end of the show because it's a good one. And uh, we're going to have Hanson call in and talk us a little bit about the Stone Arch culinary festival that's going on this weekend so stay tuned we've got more show to come we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk 1071 brought to you by hornitos hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish thanks for joining us today i'm steph march i'm here with elizabeth reese and steph hansen Woohoo! are you there girl hansen are you are you there <laughs> maybe she's not are you there I'm just here by accident. Okay, I'll call Sarah. Oh, hey, Steph. Oh, want to talk on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. She doesn't. What is Hi. happening here? Are you yeah. here? Do you want to, I don't know, maybe talk on the radio? I'm here. Sorry, I turned down my police radio. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, like, accidentally butt-dialed us, Steph. I did, too. I thought maybe you thought you just have another conversation, you know. So. No, just, you know, doing a radio interview, managing the police, and moving cars around. Oh. So, other oh, than she's that. she's managing the police. Okay. This is, I feel great being in Minneapolis <laughs> that you're at the helm. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> police department. I feel right. really okay, that is hysterical. I know. How are you guys? Good. How is the Stone Arch Festival? It is great. It is a beautiful, sunny day. We are out here with 250 artists, 32 bands. 37 culinary artists that are all makers of Minnesota and a dance stage and kids activities. It's just, it's crazy. It's so funny that you can just like put this 400 person tent situation in the middle of the city. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, not everybody can Hanson. I think maybe just you. (laughs) Well, yes, true. 
Um, we have some new stuff this year, too. We have the vintage and vinyl market. Yeah. And we have a black market also this year. Okay. And we have um, some folks over at Awamni that are representing Indigenous people and their art. Great. So a lot of new stuff. So tell us a little bit about the culinary market, because we all know that that's, we want to know who's there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, you have Spinning Wild, which they've been trying to get their storefront open for a while, so they are here. Mm-hmm. You have our friends at Lovejoy's for Lovejoy's Bloody Mary, Matunji's Palette, who just opened a cafe, and she's got uh, bakery items, and Cobbler. Oh, good. And yes, it really good. Lost Capital Foods has their award-winning mustards here. Oh, really? And yeah, super great. So is it? So here's the deal. Tell us a little bit about. People are going to come down. They can shop the culinary market, which is kind of like a farmer's market, right? But then there's also food courts if you want to have actual, like, fried foods. Correct. Okay. And is it all, like, in the same space, or is it, do you have to, are you walking around a bit? It's all in the same space. We're under the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. Okay. This is so fun stuff. And, like, tell us a little bit about, like, do you guys have the live music going today, or what can people expect? What's the best time to come down there? Um, I think really it's crowded right now, but there's plenty of space. It's a mile and a half long site. And so you, there's really plenty of space. Okay. And, and then, then how long do you think you should like commit to going yeah. stuff? I mean, is it, if you're going to go, like if you're going to pull in for an hour, is that worth it? I would assume you would say yes. Yeah. But I really think it's probably a two or three hour sitch. You know, there's okay. live music. The riverfront is beautiful. There's tons of shade. There's a big place for dogs and bikes, and pretty crazy. It's just like a big Minneapolis celebration. Okay. And then are you, what's the parking situation like? Should people plan to, like, Uber down there, do you think? Or what's their... What's they your- can Uber. There's parking all over. You can park on either side of the river. You know, downtown Minneapolis has tons of workers that come in here every day. So there's tons of parking. Okay. Um, you can literally come in at 11th Avenue south to Portland. All right. And is there is there like a beer tent or is that is there like something or Oh. There's beer. There <laughs> is uh three beer tents. There is Wild State Cider. There are um Ladonia's going to be having all three of their top selling beers here and there is also hard salsa. Okay. And water. Oh, this is and good. Lemonade I'll tell you Wild State stuff. Wild State Cider is just one. And they're out of Duluth, I think. They are one yeah. of my yeah. top favorites right now. I, I mean, I'm yeah. drinking Wild State Cider all summer long. Me too. And it's just ridiculously good. And, yeah, super big fan of it. Um, tell us, what are you going to be most excited to eat or drink at the end of your, at the end of the day when you're done? Oh, honestly, I love to have, at the end of the day, a Luna Paloma from Bootlegger. Yeah. Um, Which is a mix so you can buy. Legger and Summer Lake beverage, so I'm going to have a little cocktail when it's all said and done. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to get something? To, is there a, like a concession stand that you need to hit up before like you leave? You know, I love the paella stand. It's the guys from KitchenAid, yeah. or not KitchenAid, Kitchen in the Market. Yeah. And I really like hitting up the paella stand. That's one of my favorite things. Okay. Um, also, uh, Patty's Gourmet Nuts is here. Oh, yeah? And I know that sounds kind of weird, but she's got these sweet and salty, spicy nuts. Yeah. And I know you love a good nut, Elizabeth. (laughs) I do. I certainly do, Steph. You know I know you do. So, yeah, I'll probably be bringing some of those home, too. I love it. That's a good...
Good plan. And this is all free? Like you get to walk in and just enjoy the attendance? Yeah. Right? Totally free. Yep. Lots of family activities. I'm watching a little swing dance session right now. And yeah, super fun. And how late does it go till tonight? It'll go till 7 tonight and it's 10 to 5 tomorrow. Oh, 10 to 5 tomorrow too. Okay, so if you miss it today... Yep. You know, definitely get down there and check it out tomorrow. All right, Hanson, Absolutely. thank you so much. And you guys, thank you for your patience. <laughs> love you. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> she has to go back to managing the police department. She does you know, have to go handle to the cops. Shanson and the cops. I think that's a great there's idea. A lot. You know, it is. It's another good reminder, though. I mean, I talk about this. I live in Minneapolis. I've lived in Minneapolis for over a decade, and I know. Um, you know, there's lots of conversation about the city of Minneapolis. I think there's lots of improvements to be made. That being said, I just think if you haven't been into the city in a while yeah. because of pandemic and things like that, like it's time to come down and remember that there's just lots of people here Listen. living a great life. Like the vast majority of people are just living a really lovely life in the city. And we invite you to come. Um, I, you know, having been like, I think I've gone out more the last two weeks than I have like over the last year for some reason, just because everybody is excited to get going and mm-hmm. everything is popping. And I have to tell you, I went downtown yesterday on Thursday. I was downtown at lunch time. And uh, I was meeting a couple of people uh, for something, and it was just sort of like, it was busy. The IDS Center was bustling. And- oh, my gosh. Downtown is nuts. My husband yeah. works downtown. Guys, we live in Minneapolis, like three miles from downtown. Yeah. And it took Jay 40 minutes to get home the other night because... Yeah. There's just a, there's a lot of people. Yeah. He, I mean, you it's, know, for better or worse, he's like, this makes me happy, but it's also irritating. Like we're back to that, like, oh yeah, traffic again, huh? <laughs> like you got to think about it. But I, yeah, I've been to a couple. I had a couple grad parties out in the suburbs in the past, you know, weeks, and uh, there still was this idea that like, oh well, you know, and you had to deal with that, you know, all that crazy stuff. I'm like, oh my god, that was two years ago. You guys, are you still thinking about? Like, like it's not the same place, you know. So yeah, there's Minneapolis is a beautiful city. I hope people come back. It, it is. I mean, yeah. And rock the garden last weekend was spectacular. So. Oh my gosh! I saw the pictures. Oh, looked amazing. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. All right, you guys. We're going to take a quick break, and then Elizabeth and I are going to talk about my favorite topic: summer whiskey drinking. Woo! We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this very toasty, roasty Saturday. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Elizabeth Race. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I love getting to fill in. I love when you fill in. It's just so much fun. And I don't I don't get to see your face, but I do get to hang out. And it's just as good. It's just like we're chatting Yay. on the phone. It um, totally is. And I think we have you for a, a, a segment in July, I think, or August also. Booked? August for sure. Okay. Yeah. July got a little hairy for me, but August for sure. And, you know, I try, I try to move mountains to make sure that I can get here. <laughs> I know. And like you're saying, weekends get packed and they get yes. booked up. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. I'm wow. Every weekend is already filled and i it think it's true yeah you got to make sure that you like block off a couple days to just do spontaneous things like my favorite days are just the spontaneous boat days that yeah. we can fit in that we'll have like friends with boats who will just be like hey we're going out or do you happen to be free today yeah and we say yes uh-huh. we'll show up with a cooler and you hand. have to do it you have to be able to in fact i might have overbooked myself for the next uh, couple ones and i was just thinking that i might back out of something you know i bought a ticket to something that it it doesn't matter if i go or not go it's like a 25 five dollar ticket and i might just not go because i think you have to really just have some space to enjoy it otherwise the summer ends up feeling 
frantic. Yeah. And you can't enjoy it when you're too busy. If there's anything we've learned from the last couple of years, you do enjoy things more when you're not crazy right. busy. Right. So true. And one thing you do enjoy that I enjoy is having a nice glass of whiskey during the summertime. Oh, I do. Yes. I so you're kind of new to this is what you're saying. You're not new, but well, like... You're coming around a little bit? I think I'm new to doing... Well, I'm kind of new to whiskey in the summer. I've always been more of a whiskey... Like, I love... Um, you know, like a good glass of scotch in the winter while we're kind of cozied up by a fire and right. all of those things. But I'm learning more and more that I really like a whiskey drink or whiskey in the summer. And um, I've been to a couple of places lately. So I went to O'Shaughnessy's finally, yes. which is right near um, Hubbard Broadcasting. Yep. It's right by Surly. O'Shaughnessy and, Distilling Company. It's, yep, yep. it's just right it's there. It's right by Malcolm Yards Market, too. Yep. So they're sort of like this triangle of deliciousness. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> right behind university and i'm like i don't know i've worked at kstp for 14 years and i'm like hallelujah praise the lord we are getting some good stuff in our neighborhood the neighborhood is coming around it's absolutely fantastic but o'shaughnessy's i'm just loving so much they had fantastic cocktails they have that keeper's heart whiskey which just got a shout out from gwyneth paltrow yeah she sent out she sends out these little um newsletters yeah um some from goop and then some just from her and she had a picture of keeper's heart and she was like i'm only doing one drink a week right now but my drink is this one oh my god my god great that's yeah it's awesome you know what and the thing about them is you guys i think we're all gonna i and actually what's funny is i popped by there yesterday to talk to pip hansen who is the lead bartender the you know the bar guy there who is really sort of crafting the cocktail program and he was saying i had asked him because he's been on the road he was at the james beard awards like making drinks for people and he's been out and about so i asked him how do people respond when you're like hey i'm from minnesota and and we're making irish american whiskey (laughs) And and he said he goes you know it's funny it's like everybody's like he goes, they look at you strange. He goes, then they taste it and they go, yeah, you're going to be fine. You're, it's you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's really wonderful. And O'Shaughnessy's is a really lovely place to go. I will tell you, order the meatballs when you go because mm-hmm. they have such great food and it's just beautiful. And, um, you know, it's kind of happening to me with whiskey like it happened with tequila where when you start to seek out doing some side-by-side tasting, which yeah. is actually what we did on Twin Cities Live with the um, – the folks from Tattersall oh, great. this week, we got to try some whiskey side by side. You realize the nuances and that, you know, not every whiskey is for everyone, you know, and you don't know what you like until you try four or five side by side and you start to sort of go, oh, wait, I get that flavor or yeah. that's the way that that was produced appeals to me. Yeah. And um, and that's sort of what I'm doing with whiskey right now, which is really fun and really exciting. So what did you taste side by side? Like what were you tasting like a rye versus like a bourbon versus? Yeah, that kind of like thing? their regular rye whiskey we tried off the top, which has like a real um, a real good aggressive bite to it mm-hmm. from Tattersall. But then I tried the port. Oh. So the one that was aged in port wine barrels, yep. which had a completely different texture which was very fun and then at Tattersall they have a really great Father's Day gift idea this like do-it-yourself whiskey basically you get you know it's so funny because all alcohol comes out of the um, still just completely clear right and then you have to then you age it and that's what turns it brown and it's such a fascinating process but they've got like this kit at Tattersall 
where you get to um, craft your own whiskey based on what you like. And it was, it's such an interesting idea and a fun idea for Father's Day, too. It is. So they give you like these little bottles and it could be like a, it's a distillate, right? So it's just pure spirit. So it could just just be rye or it could have a different kind of, it could be a corn, you know, bourbon has more corn than, you know, like a rye does different kinds of grains. And so then you blend it how you want into this barrel that's been charred and it what has you know it breathes in and out in the barrel it like you know it like goes into the wood and it comes out and that's what gives it the vanillins and the you know the caramelization of it all is what that's what gives it the color so that's what's kind of cool is you let it you basically get to blend your own whiskey and then you let it sit in that barrel and then you get to kind of do what they do which is like you taste it every couple months and see if it's where you want it to be and then you get to have it Yes. Pretty cool. It's fascinating. It's it's really cool. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm loving. I'm, like, just loving a little summer whiskey. It's great. So, one of the things that I also think is interesting is, like, there's, um, you know, we have hot toddies. We always think about, like, oh, I really, you know, like, you warm up with a hot toddy and that's your whiskey drink. But, honestly, mm-hmm. a hot toddy just on ice is delicious. And, I mean. So smart. All you do is you just take your whiskey, you put a little lemon Maybe you put a little, you know, you can do the honey if you want, if you want to do it that way. But just a little bit of lemon and a little bit of whiskey, maybe some ginger beer in there. That's almost like a summer toddy, if you will. And that's like... Okay, that's nice. I would like a cinna- some cinnamon action yeah, in there. put a cinnamon stick in there, you know? Um, you know, the other idea, could you do some mint in there and oh make God. it sort of like a... The julep. That it'd be like a summer julep toddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Summer julep toddy. There it is. <laughs> No, there's definitely some, there's a lot of things that I also think the herbs that you and I are so, you know, we love growing, you know, those can go into a whiskey glass very easily just to lighten it up for you. If you want to do like a little bit of, you know, something that we always used to call was, uh, what was it called? Bourbon and branch, which was you'd get a little bit of whiskey, some bourbon, and then you do like a little bit of seven up and a little bit of soda water just to kind of give it a tiny bubble and a tiny bit of sweetness. And then I put in a, uh, like a rosemary sprig in that. Yes. And that one is like just, it's kind of light and it's herbaceous and it just sort of gives you that summer patio vibes. If you don't want, like maybe you're just done with like all the vodka and the tequila and all the rest, you know? I will never be done with the tequila, but I am kind of done with the vodka. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just sort of like, I, I just think there's, this is no shame to anybody. I also think you're given a finite number of vodka sodas that you can consume in your life. And yeah. I think I hit my max at about 33. Yep. And I've been done ever since. Yep. So I've never, I just have never been that per. I just never went there and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I don't poo-poo I'm, it. I just think there are alcohols that are maybe more interesting. Yeah. I, now, I shouldn't, I shouldn't necessarily say that because an infused vodka to me is very fun. True. Um, and that's got a, that's got a totally different vibe to it. And that's, that's fun. But um, they're, mixing the herbs in there is such a great idea. Yeah. And that's even when you think about like, you know, your summer gin and tonic or gin and soda and just taking that rosemary sprig yep. is such a good idea. And I also think getting um, adventurous with the mint plants that you plant. Mint is so easy Ugh. to grow. Don't plant it in your yard because it'll take over it'll your take yard. It'll take over your yard. Although it's nice you when you mow it, it and then all of a sudden you yeah. get a nice whiff of mint. <laughs> and then it smells amazing. But I've got an apple mint growing right now. Oh. You know, they have. To, I've done chocolate mint before. I've done chocolate I mean, mint. Yep. All these fun different mint varietals that are that make... Um, you know, a tea or a juice or something like that. So good. I need to start picking mine because I feel like it's starting to get wild. 
it's just in a pot, but also I want it to keep growing. You know what I mean? Because I need to prune it back a little bit so that it can keep going all summer. Herbs like to be harvested. When you harvest them, they're going to grow even more. Even more. And like, for instance, the mint, what I like to do with that one, really easy way to do you guys is like, well, I've been making bootlegs, as you know. I'm going to release another bootleg recipe next week. But um, there's, uh, I I like blend it up. I just put it in the blender with a little bit of water, blend Mm -hmm. it up. And then I'm putting them in, I'm actually pulling a Hanson and I'm putting them into little ice cube trays and freezing it. So that yes. when you have like lemonade or you have iced tea or something that you want, you know, that you're making all summer, you just take your little mint cube and you pop it in there and it just kind of gives this it a little bit of zhuzh. So good. And you know what else is really great is um, if you want to do like a mocktail or just have like something really refreshing, take watermelon, blend it with herbs. So my oh, sister yeah. always does this with um, cilantro. But so like watermelon and cilantro together are such an amazing flavor, but watermelon and mint as well. Yeah. And you can just blitz that up in your blender. I mean, you can strain it if you want, but I think you can just drink it. Add a little bit of soda water and it's like the most refreshing mocktail that's really great and super hydrating and you know everybody buys like a giant watermelon you end up with like a lot of watermelon oh my god um doesn't it always feel like there's so much watermelon (laughs) it's like a ham these are the things that are never ending like if you have a ham you're like good god it's day five and we're still having ham sandwiches this is like what happens with watermelon need a break need a break right i know same (laughs) Same. That's a good idea. We should have a watermelon. And I know that everybody does like the watermelon feta salads everywhere. I'm just. I love it. I'm, I get very tired of that very fast though. I'm sick of it. Yeah. A little fair. like I'm, I've had one and I'm like, yeah, this is great. Let's move on. The watermelon mint and feta, um, I do really enjoy. Yeah, I think it's, it's lovely a, to and, me. It's like the same as like a caprese. Like those are just kind of like standard summer fare. For it's me. true. And it is true. I am more of a savory person. And so that has to be why I get like tired of it faster than I do the other stuff. So, cause I could yeah, eat caprese just, every day. Like that's my yeah, thing. Me too. I know. But blend your, blend your watermelon up with mint and just drink it. And it's, that's like amazing for you too. That's, that's like juice is just going to heal you. I'm that's going to heal you. I'm in. I'm not a doctor. I'm just playing one on the no, radio. I'm just going to give you, yeah, right. I mean, there's <laughs> healing properties that aren't necessarily medicinal healing. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about what's going on around town. I'm going to give you my second uh, top two. It's going to be the bottom two an hour or two. Um, and we're just going to talk about good stuff happening around town. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out with me, Steph March, and Elizabeth Reese today. It's been a good one. Good morning. The I mean, show goes by so fast. I know. It's like all of a sudden here we are and we're at the end of the show. And can you even stand it? I mean, <laughs> it's so quick. Uh, so I just, besides the Stone Arch Festival going on this weekend, obviously it's Juneteenth, lots of great celebrations going on around town to celebrate. Um, there's one particular one in the, in, uh, I wanted to shout out because I think it's, uh, super fun. Let me find it. Where is it called? It's called Soul of the South Side. And it's, this is the one that's down on Minnehaha Avenue. And this festival has got, you know, live music, but they've got speakers and poets. And anytime there's a poet on a mic, I got to give it a shout out. You know, (laughs) they've got a black owned business marketplace. They've got live art, food vendors. They've got the official fried chicken is going to be there, which is uh, Jared Brewington's Brewster chicken that we've talked about and Soul Bowl, which is so good. So, oh, I love Soul Bowl. I know those guys, Brittany and uh, Gerard are so great with their food. It's unbelievable. I love it. All right, so that's what I wanted to make sure and shout out that. There's a lot of, uh, we have more uh, celebrations for Juneteenth listed on MSPMag.com if you guys want to pop over there and check it out. 
But what I wanted to talk about, one of the things that um, that I wanted to put in as my top two and hour two, and that I'm kind of excited mostly about this week, is that uh, I got to look at this new eatery out at Sovereign Estate Winery in Waconia. Oh, look at that. Yes. I'm, okay, tell me more. Yeah. So it's called Gia on the Lake. And um, I didn't know that they were... So I've no, Sovereign Estate is a, is a winery out in Waconia, right on the shores of the lake, up on a hill. Idyllic, beautiful. I've been out there before, you know, in the past couple years. They do a great winter lights display out there. They have... They have parties all the time. They do like hog roasts and they have live music. So they're very active in that social space. But I kind of, it's always like, you know, okay, yes, fine. But then I got a call saying you should really check out this um, restaurant that's popped up this summer. And it's called Gia on the Lake. And they're taking the pavilion that's in front of this event center. And a chef named Joe Seddon is doing her own kind of Italian pop-up. And the thing about Joe is that she's uh, she's a former doctor who went to culinary school in the UK and significantly worked at the River Cafe. No way. Now, if you know the River Cafe, if you guys have heard about it, it is basically what is thought of as like the Chez Panisse of London. So it's one of those restaurants that sort of really defines local food and, and, you know, really thinking about sustainable ingredients and really fresh, good, you know, ingredient driven cooking is what I want to say. So not so much about like, what is this going to, you know, how can I make this into something? It's more about how can I celebrate a tomato in the best way Mm -hmm. possible? Yeah. And And, find the best one. Oh my God. And so Joe has, uh, she came here and she opened up Belcor with Gavin Kaysen. She was a, a, you know, a chef at Belcor. And, uh, and then when, you know, the pandemic came, it kind of shut down and she was like, oh, well, I guess I will do meal kits like everybody else. And so she spent the pandemic the last couple of years doing meal kits for her friends. And she had a pretty successful little business going with that. Um, but she didn't want to just do that. So what she did was she, and her, you know, she, a couple of friends, they'd gone out to the, to the winery and seen what a gorgeous place it was. And she said, and this is the best quote that she said, she's like, you know, I went out there and I was ready to have like, I was thinking that the wine would be bad and that the food would be Mm -hmm. great. And she goes, then I turned around and it was like, the wine was exceptionally great. My mind was blown, but I thought the food could be better. So she Mm. emailed the owner, Terry, and was like, hey, do you want a restaurant? Should we do a restaurant? (laughs) I love this. And they basically, she was like, yeah, why don't you? So... It's one of those little places. It's a patio. It's only open on weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You need to do a reservation because they're basically prepping most of the food, you know, in her commercial kitchen in the city. And then she brings it out to Waconia and then kind of finishes it on the grill or however and does it up. It's really good, Elizabeth. I think you would love it. Okay, this is really great. I love those kind of destinations. Again, this is a way to get yourself to have a vacation for, I mean... Pennies. Very few dollars yes. compared to getting on an airplane and going somewhere. Oh my God, and such the hassle of getting on an airplane and all this stuff. It's such a hassle. I just did it a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I was like, boy, I, know. I had a guy who put his bare foot in my space no, thank on you. the flight. And I'm like, I'm not unsubscribe quit doing this. Unsubscribe. I'm um, to just stay home. Yes, thank you. Um, no, and this is also, you know, Minnesota wine is such an interesting topic because I think a lot of people, you know, they immediately just poo poo it and they cut it off. 
thinking that it can't possibly ever be good even. Or, I mean, maybe they go for as good as anything else, as other places. But I, I think there's a lot of Minnesota wine out there that is just delicious. And it's, you know, you, the industry can't get better and evolve unless we drink some of the stuff and, and you know, ex- and try it. So, yeah, this keeps happening to me where I, I keep trying Minnesota wines and they they do. I've tried them for many years and yeah. they keep getting better. And there are a lot of them around um, Waconia that are fantastic. And they're just they're doing cool things. And then, you know, I'm always a big fan of Chankaska Creek Ranch and Winery. I think for they sure. do great stuff in Casota. And um, I think they were one of the first that I tried Minnesota wine from them and was like, OK, now we're talking here. This is real deal. Yeah. That is, and that is the thing is like, and and what I loved about this place is they do a flight and a bite. So even if you're out there and you're just like, look, I'm just coming out for the food, you can start with this flight and a bite. And they'll pour you like three little tasters and then they talk you through. They're like, well, what kind of wine do you normally like? Do you like something bold? Do you like something sort of acidic? Would you like something sweeter? And then they'll recommend that and then they'll pair a bite to each wine. So that you start, you dip your toe in and you're like, okay, wow, you know, the Frontenac Blanc is really acidic and really bright. And I love Mm -hmm. that. And then you can think, so now I'm going to have a full glass of that as you go into your meal, which is fun. This is great. Okay. So again, it's Sovereign Estate. It's in Waconia. Mm -hmm. It's the winery at Sovereign Estate. Yep. And and you're going to have a lovely drive out there. Yeah. Gia at the Lake is the name of the restaurant or the eatery and it's lunch and dinner. So, like, you know, get out there. If you can't get a reservation or you can't make it out on a Friday, go on a Thursday for lunch. I mean, my God, what a good idea. Mm -hmm. What a way to take the day off. Woot, woot. Fabulous. (laughs) I know. Fabulous. I know. So that's just one of those things I wanted to make sure that you guys knew about. Um, But, you know, there's definitely other kind of cool stuff going on in town around town this weekend. Um, Besides, you know, Father's Day, obviously, if you're going to do, there's great things that are going on around um, for that. But... Uh, the prize brewing block party is happening and it started yesterday and it's going on all day today. And it, I think it even goes on tomorrow too. Live music, really great beer. They've got this great little idea what they did. They took their Miraculum beer. Have you ever had that? This no. super hoppy, beautiful beer. Miraculum is one of those prize brewing, you know, classics that everybody loves. They've like, they slimmed it down. They're doing a Miraculite beer and they're doing oh, it they fun. made it they took all the flavor but they, then they took a bunch of the alcohol so it's a four percent abv so it's just a little bit lighter so that you can have a few of them without it like bombing your face out you oh, know what i mean? I love that is that That's a smart fantastic. idea they do such a good job like everything about prize the look of everything yes. is so aesthetically pleasing yes it, it's just their branding their labels their space i think that um that is like the next level of breweries yes. of when you go in and it just looks and feels beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I think that they're so smart because they're weathering that storm that comes from, you know, people, there's an oversaturation in the market or craft brewing mm-hmm. is just leveling on a plateau. I think the, these guys are really positioned to survive and thrive. So that's exciting. Um, I want to ask you if you would do this. Have you ever, have you heard of this happening at Amit's Apple Farm, Shakespeare in the Orchard? Oh, that sounds fun. I know. Ro- Romeo and Juliet, Among the Trees. It's out at Amitz. It's going to be a, like, they're doing it for June and July. This is one of those things that I actually want to get to. And it's free. You just go. So if you want to feel like. Where far art thou, Romeo? Yeah. yeah get great. out there. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us. Such a Thanks, good Saturday. Steph. Love hanging out with you. Such Perfect. a joy, guys. All right. Ciao, ciao, lady. Have a good one.